Welcome back to the Crossover Podcast, the show where you get comics, pop culture, and sports, and it is... Spo- nope, sorry, check that. Comics time, as we are finally getting back to some comic book and pop culture stuff on this podcast. It's been a while. It's been a while, because uh, just, you know, for, there was a few months there where there really wasn't anything comic book related going on there. It was a pretty, pretty big miracle for the people who uh, are getting sick of that sort of thing, but uh, not us here on this podcast, although um, you... There will be most likely moments during this podcast where you can feel the eyes roll into the back of my head at uh, just just through the audio. Um, with that uh, stark, sparkling introduction, uh, we are about to talk about, finally, everybody's been on this movie um, for the last few weeks. Some people have been on its dick uh, a month before it was even released in the theaters. Uh, I am, of course, talking about the new Todd Phillips, Joaquin Phoenix, Joker film. This is our big Joker podcast, finally, you guys. Uh, returning, uh, sorry, I'm your host, as always, Matt Pearson. Returning uh, to the podcast to discuss Joker with me uh, is Mike Leapock. How's it going, Mike? It's going well. Thanks for having me. Yeah, great to have you back. And uh, rounding out a little trifecta will be Rob Callflush. How are you, Rob? Uh, good. The, the next time you introduce me, can you introduce me as Rob? Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> well played, sir. Well played. Okay, so here we go, Joker. Um, we will do our best to just look at this and review this as a movie, but I I can't promise that I won't slip into talking about the the just unmitigated nonsense that that has um, surrounded this movie. And, and unfairly kind of surrounded this movie where I mentioned people jumping on its dick before they'd even seen it. it, it it's just, it's it's incredibly silly. Again, I'll, I'll try not to get into the details. Um, well, you know what, though? That, that's fine, because I, I think we can get into it, because both yeah. ends of the spectrum of the people, you know, hailing it as, you know, this great, you know, unattainable masterpiece, and the people who yeah. are putting it up on the complete opposite pedestal as this horrible thing in this day and age to be talking, you know, to have like a quote unquote hero, yeah. uh, who's you glorifying know, mental illness. Who he, yeah. yeah. Who does what he, it's not glorifying, but I mean, yeah. you know, the whole, uh, incel thing and having some sort of central character for people to fall behind. Yeah. It's something worth discussing. Oh yeah. And the set, because yeah, they're both ridiculous. <laughs> oh, they're incredibly ridiculous. Like I, I just, and it was, Bad being it, because I know you guys aren't really on Twitter. I don't think either of you have Twitter accounts, and good on you for that, because uh, life is certainly better without a Twitter I can't follow account. Twitter conversations. I, I don't know how to read them. No, it's it's, it's just... It's because Rob doesn't know how to read. Fair, yeah. Well, you know what? When it, comes, when it comes to Twitter, illiteracy is a good thing. That's what I gotta say. But it's just... Everybody was just... Ju- you know, like, it was, it was jumping on uh, this movie... A month before it came out, everybody made up their mind. Well, not everybody, but a certain sect of the people on the one, as as Lee Park mentioned, on one side of the spectrum were the people who hadn't even seen the fucking movie yet, and jumped all over it before even forming an before even going to see it and forming a a potent opinion 
on the damn thing. They just decided off the hop that they weren't going to like this movie. They were like, oh my god, it's, it's just, this movie's going to inspire people to become incels and they're going to immediately march out of the film and go and vote libertarian and, and <laughs> just like, they're going to go yeah, they're gonna Oh, go well, and, that's your worst case scenario. Yeah, they're going to go and they're going to vote libertarian and then they're going to joker riot and they're going to rise up in the streets, which is weird because the movie doesn't even promote that. The movie is decidedly, oh. and I should say spoiler alert off the hop, although it seems like everybody's seen this, it made half a billion dollars already and it's like sort of a low budget indie film it just happens to have the name of a comic book character on it when you watch it but it's it's like it's it's just such like it's decidedly anti one percent this movie right like it's more one percent than i would say like incel slash libertarian wouldn't you mike well, yeah, I mean, your one one percenter in the movie, yeah. Tom Swain, is just an unrelenting asshole. Yeah, like what a yeah. time! What a change yeah, to the that point was, when yeah. he gets killed in front of his, you know, child. You're kind of like, all right, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's why it was like, like it was weird because that was that was a, a twist, and I, I I do like it. People, you know, get pissed off and they talk about like you know the sanctity of uh, of of comic book characters and being true to the thing. I don't mind switching it up every once in a while. Cause you got to keep this shit fresh, right? Batman's been around for 80 years now. You know, you gotta, you gotta take stuff and you got to twist it and spin it a little bit so that it's not terror. It's not the same damn thing every time. Yeah, like, you can't that, reboot and redo the exact same thing it, every single time. It, Otherwise it's like, What'd you change? Just go watch that one. Exactly. They did it. Yeah, that's why yeah. one of the smartest decisions. <laughs> Spider-Man. <laughs> exactly. Like, I was yeah. just going to say, one of the smartest decisions of recent memory was when Tom Holland got cast as Spider-Man, they didn't do his origin story, right? They were like, okay, yeah, course, yeah. we get it. Uncle Ben dies. We don't need to see this. Everybody just wants to see him be Spider-Man. They don't really want to yeah. see him be Peter Parker. So I can't even remember in that no. if they even... Um... I think the best they did to it was allude to the fact that yeah, it I, had I, happened. I don't think they've ever said... But I don't even Uncle remember ben. if they did that. Yeah, I don't think they've ever set, mentioned Uncle Ben at all in the comics, or in the comics, in the MCU, I don't think, have they? Um, yeah, not that I can recall. I don't think so. So that that's one. So the twist in this one was, yeah, Thomas Wayne as... Donald Trump light asshole one percenter <laughs> was was a a interesting choice. Like I watched it where I was just like, oh, that's a decision. You know, I didn't I didn't yeah. kind of I, I didn't I didn't lo- love it. I wasn't a hundred percent on board with it, but I wasn't I didn't hate it. I was just like, oh, okay, okay, I see what I see what you're going for here, Todd. With yeah, the, it's one of those decisions where you can you can respect it, and you're like, all right, yeah. that's an interesting way of it was gut it was it. gutsy. I gotta say, because like it's not like people like. I mean, I mean it, it's gutsy for the people who, who are kind of like, you know, the, the hardcore comic book guys who are like, you know, the keepers of the tome, the keepers, the yeah. watchers of the text who are like, how dare you besmirch Thomas Wayne by making him some sort of asshole one percenter, right? And it was just like, but yeah, he was decidedly not a good person in this movie, which is weird because usually he's like, you know, billionaire philanthropist who's like the only man who can save Gotham, but he's doing it in like the real world way of like not the... Not the Bruce Wayne way, where, where, or sorry, not the Batman way, where obviously it's been said and done, and there's enough Reddit, you know, think pieces about how 
uh, Batman could do more for Gotham City as Bruce Wayne in real life, you know, than he could as uh, as Batman, right? But that wouldn't make for a good comic book if we were just watching Bruce Wayne, like, build hospitals and do infrastructure and stuff <laughs> yeah. like that within the city. And, like, providing jobs. Like, look at him provide jobs on page five, right? In the latest <laughs> issue, right? Like, that's, that's obviously not entertaining. Yeah, canceled after three issues. <laughs> exactly, right? Like, they don't even make it to page... Like, they cancel it at page seven. Like, they just stop like they stopped drawing it after page seven it's just so boring it's so interesting what they did because what they did was they they created a comic book villain like of comic book um you know uh you know exaggeration and everything but of a modern day quote-unquote villain which is you know your stereotypical um out of touch rich guy which is all saying oh bootstraps like oh they just gotta pull themselves with bootstraps and then they'll be fine oh you just gotta work hard and you can get out of poverty Mm -hmm. and you're just like no that's not how that works and that's why everyone else freaks out and you know it's essentially burning the city down at the end because he is just the epitome of the just gotta pull your up by your you know pull yourself up by your bootstraps kind of guy exactly doesn't he say some fluff about like he's the only one that can help everybody out or yeah yeah. like it's a bunch of empty promises or like he doesn't actually in i mean it's however they're doing it but they he doesn't actually give anything concrete about why or how he can help it's just like yeah i can help everyone yeah and i believe he uses the phrase those people at one point (laughs) you know for sure yeah those clowns yeah well he calls them clowns and then that's where all the riots come from yeah and then the only thing the only thing he didn't do the like the only thing they didn't have thomas thomas wayne do and by the way brett cullen was like just in the few scenes he had as thomas wayne fucking phenomenal right like this is such a well-acted movie we'll get to that in a minute but like the the whole uh the just his whole like god the the the, just the the like the only thing they didn't like he was decidedly honestly i think the most comic book villain type thing in this movie and this is a movie where joaquin phoenix spends a good portion of the film kind of like dancing around doing the you know doing these weird descent into madness dance party sort of thing but like the only thing they didn't give uh thomas wayne in this was like the evil heart was like the stereotypical harvard accent right to make him just be like oh i am the guy who's i'm the only guy who can save this town you guys i'm and the only he, one who can save gotham right when he gets shot oh i think they had to cut it to make sure it stayed a tragedy not a comedy exactly right? <laughs> Yeah, so, just, you know, there were some interesting choices like that made. Um, but, I mean, I, let, let me just get the, the overall sense of where everybody's uh, where everybody is as, as far as this film. Let's start with you, Mike. What, were, what was your just overall kind of broad strokes take on, on Todd Phillips' Joker? Um, honestly, I really, really liked it. Like, mm-hmm. there, were some, there were some things that were outlandishly silly. And kind of dumb in a couple of ways, but only if you think about them. Well, even if you do, like, the thing is, it was, it was just really, really well put together. Um, there were a couple of things, like, it's not a perfect movie, um, but it was just so, so well done. And overall, I just really, really enjoyed watching it. Like, I really enjoyed watching it. I enjoyed thinking about it. And, yeah, no, I thought it was really good. Yeah, it's definitely got that, like, like I mentioned it earlier, that it's basically, it's got none of the cadence of what we've seen recently from comic book films, obviously. So it was a good, it was a good change of pace where it was not a $200 million CGI, we're running around punching shit 
type of uh, comic yeah, book Speaking movie. of which, if I may jump in for just one second about yeah, that. Yeah, go for last it. Last night, because it's on Netflix, I watched Justice League. <laughs> <laughs> Justice League. That oh, was, my God. Yeah, that like, was, that was not thing, great. Okay, other than the massive, like, just complete failure from top to bottom in terms of storytelling, villain, the yeah. CG in that movie is garbage yeah well everybody like, well there was why the would whole... you cg a sweater yeah. stop it it's a fucking hoodie yeah. there's no reason to you know uncanny valley a hoodie yeah. okay so the fake mustache that. is the first thing you see like the fake uh yeah or the the cgi attempted cover-up of the mustache is the first thing you see in that movie right yeah. like... oh my god it's just no oh. oh oh it was bad so seeing a movie that's set in the same universe and everything that has no CG and is actually just like really down to earth and we see people. It is a great departure from what they've been doing. Yeah, that's true. You can do that with the Batman though, is the problem you can do with the Batman and his whole universe. Uh, You can't do that. The second you get soups involved, you know, automatically you're like, well, we're going to need some CG, right? Because this guy has to fly at some point. So. There's a difference between yeah. some CG and a hoodie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can't, I can't defend that at all. Like, I would go I, – I think if you go back and check out our Joker review, I was probably less da- – like, I, I didn't think it was great, but I was probably less down on it than uh, – uh, than most of the world, but who that I believe most of the world was just shitting on it, and a little rightfully so. But I just kind of chose to focus on the good parts of that movie, like, the, like the sequence when uh, when good they, part man singular, yeah, like the se- <laughs> yeah the secret. And you're you're, t- you're talking about Justice League, not the Joker, because if yeah. you're talking about the Joker, are we doing a Spaceballs thing right now where we're actually going back and watching it in time? Bit, and it's like, well, yeah. when is this? This is now. It happens now. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, but like the the bit when like. When uh, friggin' the Flash, got, uh, what's his name? Uh, Flash. Yeah, I know, but who played the Flash? <laughs> yeah, I have I no know. idea. Oh god, friggin' uh, Ezra Miller. When Ezra Miller's Flash like started running, and we go into like you know the the fast time, and and uh, Superman starts like slowly turning his head, and the Flash is like, uh, what the hell is happening, right? And Soups is fast enough to notice him, but he can't actually like connect punches on the Flash. I'm like, yes. Yes, <laughs> right. Like, yes, yes. That, sequence, right? that like, sequence was legitimately good. Yeah. So that like yeah. four minutes. Yeah. Was very good, True. and then the rest right. of it was ass. Anyway, yeah, back, on back, the right. Joker. Anyway, yeah, back back to the Joker. So Rob, what, what was your overall uh, overall take on the Joker? Uh, I, I'm right there with Mike. I very much enjoyed uh, the movie. Um, the fact that it was like a character piece uh, as opposed to this big blockbuster action movie with explosions and shit. Yeah. Um. Because I don't want to constantly see those. We can just watch uh, some of the Marvel movies now with that. Um, Having it more focused on the character and seeing how the characters, whether it's an origin story or not, but have the development uh, throughout is uh, great. But there's a couple of things that uh, bugged me. Um, One of which was Crime Alley. Uh, wasn't like, expecting that. <laughs> like, the, like the, like it being in the film at all, yeah. or just it how being, it being in the was. film. Because if if Crime Alley wasn't there, mm-hmm. um, other than the fact that okay, it's in Gotham, Thomas Wayne's mentioned. Mm-hmm. There's nothing. Okay, yes, and the character's called Joker, but I mean, Joker, clown, could be interchangeable. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that directly relates it uh, too much to me to all of Batman stuff. 
Mm-hmm. Crime Alley is very specific. This is Batman. Yeah. Um, and the fact that it just went to, it's like, all right, here's the three of them, buddy. Wayne gets shot and all of this stuff, the pearls. It's like, okay, it's another Crime Alley scene. When it panned to it um, and it had them going down the alley and the one uh, uh, clown citizen mm-hmm. was just there on the corner and then after they've gone in the alley, follows them in, I kind of wanted to then see it as it just slowly pans to something and then you hear a gunshot. Um, as opposed to actually cutting to it and having it your Prime Alley scene. Yeah. And then he grabbed it. He, of course, did the old uh, Frank Miller where he has to yeah. match the pearls from uh, yeah, exactly. Martha. I, w- I would have liked yeah. to see them really mix that up and do something different, I given honestly, that it was in it. I honestly think you're right. And, and someone should go back because I, I think one of the greatest pods we've ever done, and the two of you were on this one, was um, we went back and did like, at the time, I think we recorded it in like 2017 or something. So we haven't updated for, um, just, we got to do it all over again. Yeah. We haven't updated for justice league or this movie. So perhaps we go back and, uh, and, and regulate that. But we went back and we, we looked at like all of the, uh, times they've done crime alley and basically ranked them or, or graded them or whatever. And, uh, this one, I think, I, I, well, first off, I like the idea why they were in the alley because you know that's a big thing. That's a big thing for me. There always has to be there always has to be a good reason why they're actually in Crime Alley for me. It can't yeah. just be idiot Thomas Wayne being like, "Let's just stroll through this dark alley." <laughs> Which is I know it's so often they're just like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just a shortcut. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't even really. I, I kind of liked it because what happens is the so it, like we're at the end of the movie and there's a riot taking place. Right? They want yeah. they they run out of the theater because people are looting the uh, looting through the riot. Riot, and it's just him and his wife and his daughter, or daughter, him and his wife and Bruce. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, him and his wife and Bruce. Well, you know, the gender bent Bruce Wayne. It's about time. Uh, but uh, well, the Batwoman's on CW these uh, these days. It's been pretty good so far. Um, and then you know, as he walks out, there's still people looting and rioting and shit. And then he goes, "Fuck, go down the alley because it's the, like it's literally the safest place at this point, right?" Yeah. And then we gotta get to the car or something like that. Yeah, we'll just un- get out of here. Yeah. Unfortunately, the guy followed him into the alley. He noticed it was Thomas Wayne, and then followed him in the alley and shot the pair of them. So that I was kind of fine with. But I think you're right that we didn't need to see like the pearls snatched. I think we could have just seen them duck into the alley, and then the guy follow them and draw. Like- Draws yeah, gun. If, if he draws his gun as he turns into the alley the to alley. see, hey, he's got a gun. Yeah. And then if you hear a gunshot, I don't honestly, think, what more do you need? Because I don't even think we need the gunshot. I think I like the because the 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 very ending of the movie, which I thought was fantastic, which was uh, Joaquin Phoenix's uh, Arthur Fleck version of the Joker, like laughing to himself in the uh, in in the in arc in you know in the padded room of Arkham Asylum. And then, you know, she asked him, what's so funny? He goes, oh, I was just remembering a joke. And she goes, tell it to me. And then it, you just get that quick flash, and he's, and you see, Bru- like, it's Bruce standing in the alley, just, and he's backlit, so per- the way they do it every time in Crime Alley, where it's just a spotlight on Bruce, and you just see the, the, the you know, the, you just see his, his parents lying there on the ground, dead. Yeah. And him just going, oh, you wouldn't get it, right? <laughs> like, that would be all I need, right? Like, you just get that quick little, like, two-second flash, and it's just like, yeah, yeah. They're gone, right? Like, yeah. yeah, so with that flashback, and then you see the guy go into the alley, mm-hmm. that puts the two together then. Like, you don't need to see... Actually see it happen, yeah. Yeah, now, unless you wanted to go with the route of, all right, well, how does Thomas Wayne react in this yeah. situation? Because the he's had uh, different reactions over the years yeah. with uh, the various 
uh, scenes. Yeah, sometimes he tries to fight. Sometimes he like I, I mean the the. The one in Batman Begins is still. This is not definitely not seeding the one the uh, the crime alley scene from Batman Begins to me, uh, but I, I didn't I didn't mind this one again because like I said the biggest it hit a lot of the keynotes which was they came out of a Zorro film, and yeah. the reason for them actually being in the alley was plausible to me right like yeah which which yeah. Is, is always a big one. I actually really liked I I, I like that scene like I think a bit more than than you two did um, because th- they didn't drag it out. Like well, yeah, the, the, the thing that, that there was you're no describing takes out. takes out uh, takes up uh, the same amount of time mm-hmm. as just them going into an alleyway or whatever and having a gunshot. Like he just really walked in and he was like, "Thomas Wayne, you're fucking dead," and he just goes, yeah. "Bam, bam, done." Yeah, just and that was it. Down. And then like, he just happened to "Hey, this." They didn't drag it out. They, yeah. didn't, they didn't even show who the guy is. It's just the guy who's just some dick or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like they didn't, you just know, Joe they didn't Schill. stretch yeah. out. It was just like, you know, this is what happened. Is that he's like, oh, it's Thomas Wayne. I'm gonna go fucking kill that guy. Yeah, and like, and it was, yeah, no, no, it was, it was, it was solid. It was a yeah. solid way of doing it, and it was a, uh, it was a more realistic way of doing it. Like when you look at, you the know, essentially how these things real. happen in real mm-hmm. life when someone actually just like shoot someone prominently on the street they don't you know you don't fucking drag it out you just run up there you pop them and you run off and yeah. that's it's yeah it, it fits with the rest of the movie which is trying to put a comic book story in a real life setting right mm-hmm. yeah. yeah all right i i think i think overall i'm in i'm in the same boat as as uh, the two of you guys you know i i really liked it i thought it was i thought it was well acted thought it was well paced it didn't feel too long i was worried this movie was going to feel really long in like that indie movie sort of way and uh i mean maybe i could have done with one maybe one less scene of joaquin phoenix doing the dance move sort of a thing but oh but i never like i, I never felt like I, I never it never felt draggy at all how else are you gonna see how else, how else are you gonna see someone dance with the devil in the pale moonlight yeah that's <laughs> kind of what he was doing i thought about that every time he started dancing it's like damn it i shouldn't have had that quote in my head before seeing this movie does <laughs> that quote even mean um well let's talk about joaquin phoenix um do you think let's start with mike do you think he gets nominated for an oscar for, for this performance Ooh, that's because he's done, he did some of the, he did, he hit some of the, the Oscar Beatty things, uh, which is the losing weight on purpose for a role sort of a thing. You know, like yep. people, they love body transformations in the Oscars. They love yep. people either gaining a bunch of weight for a part or losing a bunch of weight for a part and stuff. They love that shit that, that they, they, they eat that stuff up. Um, there's that. He's never not on screen in this movie. I don't think, I don't think there's a moment <laughs> Very where, like, like it, like it's the movie has a 122 minute runtime, and if you if you had a stopwatch every time he was not on screen, I honestly think you'd get to about uh, two minutes total. Like like we might have described the only we the the crime alley scene might have been the lengthiest part, which was very fast as Leapock uh, described. Um, yeah. Might have been the only consistent moment where he wasn't on the screen. Right, like it's. Yeah, it's, I was about to say, what about that time with Bruce Wayne? Where, oh no, then he molests him. All right, yeah. never mind. <laughs> ah, he didn't do that. Come on, I was not. He stuck his fingers in his mouth. That was a little weird. Uh, <laughs> what should? All right, you so do? seriously though, with with uh, the Oscar thing, mm-hmm. like, I'll bet he gets I mean, nominated. He could. But I'll bet he gets nominated. But I don't like. 
I don't no, think he's, the Academy will go and give him a give him one. I a, you know no I I don't think he'll win, but I could see him getting nominated absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I don't know who would beat you know who would uh, who would beat him, but it'll be somebody in some he, film nobody's seen. <laughs> yeah, but if, yeah. honestly, even if he won, I'd be totally fine with that. Like there have been yeah. a couple. Like yeah, there have been a couple. I, I thought I thought he did uh, just a fantastic job. Just yeah. like top to bottom, like he really, really embodied the character. Mm-hmm. He clearly put a lot of work into it, uh, apart from the whole being skinny thing. Yeah. Um, just like the amount of research he went into it, and just he, just so much of what he did was just fantastic. Like his, the way his laugh, he was able to transform it from clearly the actual laughing to the panicked, like mm-hmm. illness laughing was amazing. To uh, the point where it was clearly painful. Yeah. yeah, like 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 it looked like it was physically hurting him because it, it came across that way. Whether it actually was or not, I, I don't know, but it looked like it was physically painful. So those points. Yeah, no, it was. It, it did. He did a great job, and he deserves the nomination for sure. Yeah. and he probably won't win because it's a comic book movie, mm-hmm. and that's kind of the end of it. <laughs> yeah, and if he did though, it would be. I mean. <laughs> It would make the Joker the only character apparently that you can win Oscars for playing. Right? Like, <laughs> yeah, in, yeah. In, Heath Ledger won one posthumously. Yeah, yeah. I, which I, well, if he was still alive, I don't think they would have would have given it to him. To be honest no. with you, I think I think yeah. he had to die to get that one, which sucks ass because I would I, trade I agree. in that Oscar. I agree. Yeah, absolutely I would, agree. Yeah, I would trade in that Oscar to have Heath Ledger back with us for in perpetuity because that man was he was a treasure, and it's unfortunate that he had some demons. Um, yeah, I just, Joaquin Phoenix, there's just, it's, it's so, God, like, he just, he, he's just really good. I, I, I really can't even, I, I really can't even describe it. He's good. Like, everybody, even the people who, like, here, here's how good he was. Even the people who had made up reasons to hate this film in their mind before they went to go see it, even the people who are shitting on the film... And calling it, like, just trash and whatnot and blah, blah, blah and boring. They always go, yeah, but Joaquin Phoenix is really fucking good. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. like, he was really fucking good. Movie was a piece of shit. But Joaquin Phoenix was fucking good as, as, as Arthur Fleck in this movie, right? And, like, yeah, I don't remember hearing anybody trash talking the acting in it. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I, like, I can't remember being as, like... Like and, and I'm a guy who can kind of handle his like like cringy moments and stuff like that, but I gotta say, when he when they were introducing him as like Arthur Fleck is about to do stand up, I was like, Ugh. yeah, and I was like like I was like I, I was like would that this hoodie would like you know, <laughs> were a time hoodie. yeah would that this hoodie were a time hoodie right because I'm like oh god this is gonna be so uncomfortable right and then it was and I was just like oh god. <laughs> It yeah. was so worse than you could possibly imagine. Yeah, and it was just like, oh, God. But at the same time, I couldn't look away because it was just so damn. I, I was like, I can't look away because this is going to be a moment here. Like, this is going to be, like, for the sizzle reel of this movie, of uh, of uh, of his, like, Oscar uh, nomination, most likely. And it was just so – and it was still at that point of the movie where I was like, Okay, some of this is happening in his head, and I'm not sure which parts are happening in his head. I definitely know that all of the stuff with him and Zazie Beats is happening in his head, who is fucking fantastic, by the way. God damn it. Um, and uh, just, like, I'm like, I know all the stuff with him and Zazie Beats isn't happening, but is he actually, like, performing stand-up right now? And I was just like, <laughs> 
Right? Like, well, he was. He was actually yeah. there. Yeah. And then they, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then they videotaped him and stuff, which was kind of weird because it was like, why? Why would you videotape people? Because it was supposed. This movie's supposed to take place in like 1981 or something like that. Yeah. So for some reason they were just <laughs> filming a local di- a performance in a local dive bar, and then it wound up on like what is kind of supposed to be the Johnny Carson show, right? With the... Yeah, well, you know, honestly, yeah. like, I would not be surprised if, you know, Johnny Carson, you know, in Gotham is thinking, yeah. ah, I need lots of material. Let's just film some random stand-up, uh, stand-up comics and see if there's anything, you know, we yeah. can just pull from and just ridicule. Yeah, that actually makes sense. Because and and if the... they know about Arthur Fleck yeah. ahead of time, to know it's like, you got to roll this camera. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, like, not even the, uh, not even, I guess it would be a thing, because, you know, they did do that a lot where, uh, yeah, you know when 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 Carson was around in the early days of uh, of Letterman and stuff like that, where uh, they would uh, you know like comedians would get noticed and stuff like that, and they'd be like you know once they started getting a little bit of buzz, they probably would be like send your guy out to this right, and so I guess it would have yeah, been that. Well, yeah. well, that's the thing is, is you get it from both ends, right? Yeah. Because you can be like, oh, this guy's really really good, we should bring him on, or this guy is holy shit, we should put this video on because he's such a gong show. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was just, but, like, all of the stuff with him on, like, like, all, all of the stuff with him and, uh, like, all of the scenes with him and De Niro, even, like, when he imagined the scene at the beginning of the movie when he's like, I was put on this planet to uh, make people laugh, and then he's like, get up here, and then he goes like, I wish I had a son like you and stuff like that. And then it just, Oh yeah. And it just cuts back to him on, on, and he's just sitting on like the couch or whatever with his, uh, with his mom. And it's just like, Oh man. (laughs) You know? Yeah. When that happened, I wasn't sure at first. It's like, is this a fantasy or is this a flashback? Mm -hmm. Exactly. (laughs) And then obviously it was like, okay, it's clearly a fantasy. Forward. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's just like, what is happening here? Yeah, and and that's obviously what they were going for, was to keep you on your toes and confused the way the character yeah. would. And I thought they pulled it off, which is what they were doing with all the Zazie Beat stuff as well, where yeah. he would be like, it showed him like, you know, she was like sitting him with him in the hospital and stuff like that. And, yeah. and I th- you know, they were at like a magazine kiosk and she was sitting in the crowd during his stand-up and, and uh, yeah. the uh, one, you know, the they were like getting food and that? shit. Yeah. Um that I would have liked is because once that revelation came to, because yeah. when Arthur Fleck was in her apartment, and she comes out, I was like, what are you doing here? It's like, and you know, you're so-and-so from down the hall. Yeah. Um, and then it goes, it proceeds to go back to all the scenes they were together mm-hmm. and show that she wasn't actually there. Yeah. I don't know that it needed to go back and do the, uh, do the montage, uh, like that. the fight yeah. club. Yeah. Let's show you all those scenes again. Mm-hmm. Um, it, yeah, it was fine, but it's like it's one of those things again. Like I don't know that it needed to be there. Yeah, that's that. There may be something to that. I thought because uh, yeah, I just I, I I never bought for a second that she was actually hanging out with him and stuff like that. I'm like he's imagining yeah. all this. Like I was just like yeah. At first, like uh, wow, really? Oh, yeah, but they okay. Did, I yeah, guess I'll just my my go thought was it. oh yeah. man, she's a thirsty bitch. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, he goes, and she's like, were you following me around to, all yeah. day? Today? He's like, yeah. And she's like, good. And I'm like, uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they did it enough times that I was like, you know, maybe she's there? Right? Like, they did it enough time that it planted the seed of doubt in me, but I was like, nah, nah she, there's no way she's there. And then, uh, yeah, and then she wasn't, and it was just, yeah, yeah, it turned out she wasn't. But yeah, you might be right that they didn't need to show it. They could have just left it out. And that scene was the only one where they did the decide, they rocked the comic book line uh, from the killing joke where he goes like, 
I had a very bad day, <laughs> right? Like, which is yeah. pulled straight from the headlines. Like, most of the influence for this movie comes from uh, uh, Alan Moore's The Killing Joke, where he's like the failed comedian and and uh, and whatnot. But in, in this one, he's got the the mental illness and the mother. I don't remember. It's been a while since I read The Killing Joke. I don't remember him having like a mother. I think in that one he had like a pregnant it's, wife that he yeah. was trying to support. I can't remember if the wife was pregnant, but it was there was definitely a wife. Yeah, there was yeah. I'm pretty sure he had like a pregnant wife that that he was trying to support, and then so he took a job with the mob to get some quick cash, and then that's how he, and yeah. you know, the job was at Ace Chemicals. Right? One thing led to another. And one thing led to another, and the Joker's <laughs> back. Yeah, and then they they did that. Um, yeah, I was glad they didn't do any sort of Ace Chemical thing in this movie, because <laughs> that would have been like what a hard pivot that would be to do this like psychological character study, and then all of a sudden like Joaquin Phoenix just like. <laughs> Coming out of a yeah. of ass. Oh, he actually turns a corner. He's like, you know yeah. what? I think I'm going to be nice today. Oh, no, chemicals! Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's, that, I'm glad they didn't do that. That, that. There was no spot for that in this film. Um, I think a lot about how many times he had to walk up and down those stairs. Uh, you know, doing multiple takes and shit like that, so... Uh, he was definitely getting his leg day reps in. Joaquin Phoenix was in this movie, I would assume. So, I, I, you know, I think I think a lot and, of and ru- running in those clown shoes could not have been easy either. Nope, nope, nope. Might they might have used a stunt double for for some of that running sequences because he wasn't makeup. But like from, see, from what I saw, actually, uh, or like uh, watched on the the odd YouTube video, yeah, that running was actually Joaquin Phoenix. The uh-huh. only part that was actually the stunt double is when he turns the corner into the alley and does the slide. I think yeah. that was the stunt double. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gets but it. otherwise, yeah, apparently it was him. And yeah. I, whether it's true or not, uh, when he hits the car and, like, cracks on the, the windshield and all that, mm-hmm. supposedly that was Joaquin Phoenix, Ooh. but I don't know. Madness. Uh, I can't confirm or deny that one. Yeah. Well, we have to do that's, that's some good half-assed internet research, though, Rob. I really enjoy. I know. That. That good, that good, I like um, you know what I like about this movie? Yeah, throw it is out that it's it's clearly so. What it is, it's trying to bridging the gap between a quote-unquote real movie and a com- comic book yeah. movie. It's trying to be very earnest, yeah. Which Nolan did but, the same thing in in uh, um, in his trilogy, right? Where it's like, here's Batman if he was uh, you know in real life, because it was basically here's a cop. Yeah, but he wears a Batman yeah. suit, right? And he's got pajamas that are really fancy. Yeah. I don't know. And then he got hurt. All right, cool. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but the thing is, they did it in such a realistic way. But one thing that I noticed and about thinking about it afterwards is that what happens, what the story is, is this, it's a transformation from a realistic character, like a real human being character, into a comic book character. Yeah. And so you start off the beginning of the movie where it's very much set up like a, again, quote unquote, real movie. Um, and it's shot in a very, very real way, and you've got this, you know, realistic character, and you start really feeling for him, and all this stuff, and, but he's fucking insane. Mm-hmm. Like, absolutely batshit insane, from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. And then the stuff starts going wrong for him, and he spirals. Yeah. So you sp- Instead of having, like, say, a a normal person who turns into an insane person, you have an insane person who goes even deeper, and he ends up as this comic book villain, and that's when things get silly. Like, at the end of the movie, like, the end of the movie where he's, like, standing in the middle of the street and people are chanting and, like, you know, all wearing masks about himself, that is a very comic book movie kind of thing. But it only happens after the actual transformation. And so it's something neat that I... Like, the movie transforms with the character. 
where the character starts off as a normal human being, and then he transforms into this actual comic book villain. And by the time he gets there, the movie has followed him along Mm -hmm. and is there too. And I thought that that was just a really, like, I don't know, like, I I just think that that, that's a really neat way of doing it, where they're just, like, the movie, essentially, the movie format goes along with him as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, I just like the fact that we've now had, like, four different iterations of the Joker in a live-action movie, and each one is decidedly different than the last. Like, this, the, like, I just love that this is a character so crazy and insane that everybody can can kind of put their own like little spin on it, right? And it's just like, and and you know this is this is obviously like Joaquin Phoenix doing like kind of the sad clown descent into madness, like the scene where you just get a wide shot of his apartment and Joaquin Phoenix is just like removing stuff from his fridge, right? Like he's just taking literally yeah. everything and out then, of his fridge. And then he just gets in. And then he just gets in and shuts <laughs> the door and it's in this real like maybe this will help sort of way, right? Yeah. It was just like, and it's just like, you know, and I mean like, we've all been there, right? Like, you know, <laughs> Isn't that been... also when he gets the phone call to be on the Mars show? Oh, the yeah, Mars I, think show? Like, I think like in the scene right after, it's, it's damn near a Jace, like you're right. But yeah. It's just like, like once he's in the fridge, then the phone rings or something. Yeah, you might be right. Like it, it's, but it's just one of those things where, where it's like you know, I mean, like like, I mean, it, it's it, like everybody can kind of identify with that moment, not necessarily actually crawling in into the fridge, but like kind of wanting to and and just doing this sort of like. So it's this real. It's the it's the thing of like that you know you ever had a, a a really really bad day. It's it's just that whole thing, and it's just, yeah. And, and you just, just want everything to go away and just crawl into a fridge. Yeah, and his version <laughs> of that is just crawling into a fridge and shutting <laughs> yeah, the door. Actually, yeah, actually, yeah. And just being like again, just being like, well, th- maybe this will help. I've tried everything else. So like, well, maybe that, that's what makes the the character yeah. so so believable and so realistic, yeah. right? I mean, he starts off like he's just kind of trying to be a decent guy mm-hmm. but he's fucking crazy and people start like keep fucking with him and then you know he shoots three guys to death and then mm-hmm. you know is like oh that was, that was kind of fun and you're like uh oh <laughs> we're going <laughs> in the wrong direction here yeah yeah um so to me this this movie in, in a movie kind of filled with incredible scenes i think there's basically three um really big scenes and they're all kind of the scenes where he kills people because despite you know the uh the people who made made you believe that this was some sort of just murder fest movie the joker really only kills like what five Five people people. in this entire movie Uh, five to seven five like he get like because basically there's there's three scenes that i think where he kind of is the joker and the rest is just joaquin phoenix being a tremendous actor and and the first of the three scenes, and we can kind of talk about this one, is uh, the subway scene where he he shoots the three uh, like Wall Street dudes, yeah, uh, who were sorry six to eight six to eight people he kills six at, the, eight mo- at the moment I've counted seven so yeah I got, well, I got... It, it it depends whether or not he killed his girlfriend and uh, the kid oh oh like Zazie Beats and the kid yeah um. I don't I, think so. I, I don't know, think I, so. I don't. Well, they, uh, like, I guess they leave that up to you, but I, I don't. I don't. Exactly. Think that, that's why I say six to eight. Because oh, yeah, if that's eight. the case, then it's seven to nine for me. <laughs> yeah. Because I've got the like, I, I got the three Wall Street guys, Robert De Niro's Murray character, um, 
the, the fat dude who gave him the gun, who, what was his name? Randall, I think was his name. Sure. That's, that's five. And then he uh-huh. definitely, and then he definitely, oh, uh-huh. right. Yep. Yep. You're right. So there's six. And then uh-huh. he definitely killed the, uh, he definitely killed the Arkham uh, Asylum psychologist. Yeah, the Arkham Asylum psychologist at the end there. Right? <laughs> like, so oh those, yeah. The, no, I those just are the seven did not count that. Yeah. I, I didn't yeah. count that. Yeah. So there, so there's that. So, but like, you know, John Wick, right? <laughs> like, uh, like, man, like, I don't know. So, if if you're gonna say that this movie is ultra violent or whatever, that's probably not a good hill to die on. If, if, no, if, it, if it really isn't. Yeah, if that's what you're using to tear down this movie, is that it's too ultra violent? I'm like, like I watched it and I was like, no, like, like there's the one the the scene in the apartment when he kills the yeah. the, the heavy dude is probably the worst uh, part of the movie. But even then, there's so much fucking character. But he also develops. doesn't kill the yeah. the right yeah because he doesn't because he doesn't kill Gary the uh, the the little person, you know the dwarf right? because yeah. he didn't, he didn't there... do anything to him right yeah and at that point like the like, scene was tense though because he had yeah. locked this door and oh, then when he god, goes yeah. it's like you can go and he can't reach him like oh my god is this just a way to torture him before he dies yeah because this is would just do that. cruel yeah. yeah and that was the because that was when people I was when I saw them in the theater. People audibly started crying when 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 friggin uh, when when Lee Gill could not reach the uh, the, the friggin chain lock. People audibly were like, oh, <laughs> in, in, in the theater that I was in. And then, yeah. And then they built that tension by being like, it's the, like he's the Joker. He could do it. Right. <laughs> it's yeah. like, it's yeah. like, Don't do it, Joker. And then he did the thing where he's like. You know, uh, what was his name? Gary? You were the only person who was ever nice to me. And then he, like, kissed him on the forehead and let him leave and stuff. And it was, like, yeah. it was very reminiscent of that old Dane Cook joke. And I hope to bring – I hate bringing up a Dane Cook joke. But, you know, I'm losing the term joke very loosely, obviously, when you mentioned Dane Cook. But he <laughs> talked about that, like – he had that bit about the the one guy in your office who you know is going to go crazy. And he'd be like, I don't run away from that guy. I bring him candy, right? Because <laughs> when the day comes where he shoots up the office, he's going to come by your place and be like – thanks for the candy right? and then leave. So if you ever want to look up that old Dane cook bit, but like, as I was watching that, it kind of reminded me of that, but it was just like, man, what an intense scene that was. And that was scene number two. I was going to bring up was that apartment scene. Like when he just like, when he puts the scissors in his back pocket, when that, yeah, you, you know, they're getting used. Yeah. I'm just like, Oh no. Someone's going to get fucked up. And then it happens Especially... right away. Like he yeah. doesn't wait a second. He just brings oh. me. He's like, Oh, cool. Lock the door. Stabs in the face. Yeah. Well, especially oh. when he mentions like, no, I'm feeling really good. I'm off my meds. Yeah. Oh, oh. okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. It was, it was nuts. Uh, yeah. The first scene was the subway scene. And that's the one where like the, 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 three kind of asshole wall street guys they come in they're all young and white and good looking and you know and you can you can tell they've got money they just start harass they just start like like com- like friggin cartoon villain style yeah uh, big old gang uh gang of you know date rapists date rapists yeah like <laughs> yeah. just going full harvey weinstein all over this one woman who's just sitting there trying to read the newspaper right and then you he know, paid you a compliment. Yeah, and they're all nice. drunk and stuff, right? And then, yeah, and then they just, for no reason, he, like, he starts doing his, you know, uh, he goes into his thing where he's laughing and, and can't control it. And so they start going over and beating the hell out of him. And then he shoots all three of them. And, and well, he shoots, he shoots, he shoots two dead. And then the one guy is injured and he tries to get away. And, 
Uh, he shoots him right in the ankle, him. which is just cold. Yeah, it's like the yeah. ankle or the calf. He definitely friggin' hobbled him. It was. It I was thought he scary. shot him in the ass at one point, but maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, God, yeah. And but he, with that scene, when they were approaching uh, Arthur Fleck, um, yep. I couldn't help... I didn't laugh audibly because it was just a funny little aside, but because yeah. they were singing Send in the Clowns, yeah. I couldn't help but think of Krusty the Clown. <laughs> oh, okay. So th- this was one of the yeah. few departures for me. Yeah. Where I was like, all right, what drunk uh, Wall Street date rapist knows not one, but two verses of Send <laughs> in the Clowns? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I know Send in the Clowns. Yeah. I was in that show. Yeah. How does he know all the uh, yeah. lyrics to this song? I know, I know two lines from Sending the Clowns, and I only know them because of the Simpsons episode that Rob mentioned, right? Like, yeah. yeah, and I, he yeah. keeps going past that. Yeah, that was that was yeah that was a that was a little bit of a stretch there, but it you know they needed it for that whole kind of like that was the ultra artiste you know sort of moment there that they were going for was him with him singing that, but like. Yeah, it was it was it was that was a really intense scene, and then the final scene, of course, is just the the talk show sequence. Which the second he even even in when they're backstage and like Mark Maron shows up, and you're like, oh shit, Mark Maron's here for another reason, right? But cool, love Mark Maron, thumbs up. What's he playing? Oh, Robert De Niro's like producer, sweet, right? And they're and they're just they're chatting with him, and he goes, can you introduce me as Joker? And then. Uh, the, the second they open, and I think that this that the this was the scene where um, Joaquin Phoenix was decidedly the most Joker. Like this was the most like if you could point to something that any iteration, any version of the Joker you could possibly think of would this is a move that they would do is when he goes here's Joker and then he comes out and he's in the makeup and he does like his quick little pirouette. And then he walks up and he shakes Murray's hand. And then there's the old lady who is like supposed to be the uh, Sunday night sex with Sue parody. Yeah. And then he just immediately kisses her like right on the lips and, and holds it the entire time. I was just like that, that yeah, right there. That's the Joker. When he just, well, like, wasn't that taken out of uh, uh, the dark Knight returns or something? Oh, uh, well, like the dark Knight returns. Yeah. He went on, um, there was uh, the David Letterman. Yeah, because what happens is, you know, the Dark Knight returns, and then that gets the Joker out of his catatonic stupor because he was lost without the... Like, the inference in the Dark Knight Returns is that the Joker was lost without the Batman being around, so he just right. went into this catatonic state from which he didn't wake up until the end of book one in the Dark Knight when when he sees the clips of Batman whooping ass again, and then he's just like, oh my god, I get to live again, right? And then he went on... <laughs> I think it was called, like, the David Endocrine Show, and it was obviously supposed to be, like, a, a flat-out parody of Letterman. And, yeah, and he, he went on Letterman and, and gassed everybody in the room and whatnot, but, which yeah. I kind of was, like, waiting for. But then it ended yeah. up with him just, like, shooting De Niro in the head. And it was, well, he and, does not have the resources to gas everyone yet. Exactly, right? He yeah, has the yeah. resources to shoot someone in the face. True, exactly. He, had, he only had one gun at that point. He's not full Joker just yet, right? But, like, yeah, yeah so, De Niro, was, as, Mugger, Mur, as Murray Franklin, it was excellent. It was, it was definitely, it was obviously an homage to his old character from the King of Comedy and whatnot, right? And um uh todd phillips drew a lot from fucking scorsese films in this movie which i honestly didn't know until afterwards no oh yeah i didn't know going in so like i thoroughly enjoyed it and then hearing all that afterwards it's like it actually takes a bit of it away for me did you oh yeah well 
I liked it because it was obvious what he was going for, right? In which, and it's a comic book movie, so you're already by nature pulling references out of sure. some other things, right? So why not tap into some old like uh, Scorsese movies? And obviously enough people were asking Scorsese about this film that he decided to make that little comment about how uh, Marvel movies were basically killing cinema or whatever, which was just mm-hmm. like, which was just like. I, I understand what you're trying to say there, Marty, but it's also like, dude, there's plenty of room in this world for you to make the Irishman, right? Like, you know, yeah. like, <laughs> like it's not like it's not oh, like yeah. these Marvel movies exist and now you can't make a four-hour mob movie with De Niro, right? Like, you can still do that and are still doing that, so it's like I don't know, maybe, maybe let that one go. Felt a little high horsey to me, and I was just like, eh. And from my favorite director of all time, too, right? Other than Wolf of Wall Street, which, eh. But uh, anyway, uh, sorry, Lee Pocky, you were going to say something there? Oh, well, you know, I don't remember what I was going to say before. But oh, sorry, you're saying Pocky. that it was, uh, you know, Marvel movies destroying cinema, that, that doesn't yeah. make any sense. I mean, you look at any era of cinema, and yeah. you've got the cheesy blockbusters, yeah. you know, clogging up everything. They would have said like, the same before, shit about Westerns You know, before the that, there was, yeah. you know, Jurassic Park, and before that, there's, like, fucking Star Wars. Like, it's it's all over the place. But, yeah, oh, like, dare you rip on Jurassic Park? Yeah. Like <laughs> said, I'm not ripping on it. I'm saying it's yeah. fucking cheesy. <laughs> the, the Hollywood elites would have said the same crap about, like, Westerns in the 60s and 70s, right? Like, they would have been like, like oh, yeah. these Westerns, destroying cinema, right? Like, these low-budget, easy-to-do movies that you can put anybody in. Well, and especially yeah. in the 60s and 70s, because in the 60s and 70s, they would put out, like, there would be, like, five movies coming out a week? Mm-hmm. Because, yeah. they're like, studios are just, like, churning out garbage, yeah. like, non-stop back then. Because that was the only uh, for, it was the only source of entertainment, because there was that in TV, right? Like Yeah, was, like, most yeah. movies would only stay in, uh, stay in theaters for only a couple of weeks. True, yeah, and, so they just had it, to churn out low-budget low budget films and what yeah, they just turn out their garbage and you yeah. know it's gonna happen so yeah. i don't know whatever like people complain about like the quality of movies and other movies you know you know yo it's so ruined nowadays it's yeah. always been ruined from the beginning there's yeah. never been an era in cinema where it hasn't been ruined just stop fucking bitching and make a decent movie yeah, it's lazy lazy argument is what it is yeah. um yeah tangents aside though <laughs> like, <laughs> Man, like I, yeah, the 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 end sequence on on the talk show was was just incredible to me. It was it was just a total Joker. Like up to him telling the joke about you know like you know like the child getting murdered or whatever it was. The child got ran over and is dead, and then he laughs, and everybody else is like, "You can't say that." And I'm just like, "Oh, this is good." <laughs> right? like, I was I like, "This is Joker, yeah." I thoroughly enjoyed the fact that it was like, oh, tell us a joke. It's like, oh, you want to hear a joke? And then he pulls out his notebook. Yeah. I really enjoyed the fact that he had his notebook. And then he goes to do a knock-knock joke. Yeah, it was so good. He's like, you had to pull your notebook out for that? Yeah. Okay, so this movie was really, like, so well put together Mm -hmm. that I challenge you to find a four-minute sequence in this movie, any four-minute sequence that is like worse than any four minute sequence out of say maybe not Justice League because it had that one good one but like Batman yeah. versus Superman. Yeah. Well, even Batman versus Superman because like here you know I've come on this podcast and said many times if you 
even if you're watching the biggest piece of shit of all time, like The Room, if you can't find at least one thing that you like about it, you're just not trying hard enough and you're probably a miserable person. Like, obviously with The Room, it's like, well, I liked how hilarious the line reads are, right? <laughs> like, those things made me laugh. But, like, I mean, for all the faults Batman Superman had, the sequence in the warehouse when Batman's just beating the shit out of those dudes and where he's, like, grappling, hooking one guy into the other guy and sneaking up behind another guy, that I, that was, like, that's my Batman right there. Look at him yeah. whooping ass with all these guys with guns, right? It was basically, like, a sequence out of the one Arkham video games. But, it really was. But, like, yeah, you're, you're, you're rightly pocket. You, like, if you're just going to boil it down to, like, looking at like the 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 big budget like punch them like running around in costumes punching people uh comic book movies we're getting nowadays which i'm not shitting on i love all of them right like i I pretty much love damn near all of those but there's room for as long as we're trying to do good shit on both sides there's room for these art house goonie type movies like like this joker flick um which doesn't really have costumes. I mean, I guess like at the end of the movie, uh, Joaquin Phoenix is in the the purple uh, suit with the uh, all those more of a mauve of maroon type thing, but still super awesome. And uh, yeah, the, I just I, I I'd say uh, uh, you know there's also room for in these big big yeah. budget uh, you know slamming movies mm-hmm. for them to make sense. Yeah. And for the people to actually put the work into the scripts, because, like, mm-hmm. you know, when you look at um, uh, fucking Aquaman, when yeah. they try to retreat and hide from the sea people, and yeah. they move 30 feet from the ocean. Yeah. Like, you know, that kind of shit. It's just like, come on. That can movie please also, just make this movie make sense? Yeah, that movie, also, that, movie. <laughs> that movie also burned through, like, all of the best Aquaman stories in the first movie. And it was like, yeah, you probably should have saved some. You know? <laughs> like, you, you took basically Aquaman's three best stories and kind of put all of the best parts of the three best stories into one movie. And it would have been like, maybe do one. You know, like okay. Well, here's one, here's the right? the opposite end of that spectrum yeah. is Justice League. Yeah. Where instead of bringing forth a, a villain that people know about, they bring about Steppenwolf. Yeah. Steppenwolf, which is a, a band, only, by who, the way. Yeah. Who only hardcore <laughs> nerds know about, right? Where yeah, he's no, like, yeah, I've, oh yeah, he's he's Darkseid's general, right? Like, but yeah. Like, no, I've yeah. never heard of him. No, and, exactly. And he mentions Darkseid. I was like, ooh, Darkseid's going to show up. Yeah. And then he didn't. I was like, no. oh, this movie sucks. And like, I, think, <laughs> I think Steppenwolf, I think he made it, in, I, I'm pretty sure he made it into the Batman animated series, or the Batman, the, the Superman animated series from the early 90s, but only in like one episode. Not a, and, and didn't leave like an impression where you're like, boy, I'm going to remember that guy forever, right? Like, so, yeah, it was, it was certainly an interesting choice to make, uh, Anyway, there's no need to go back and relitigate uh, Justice League. But um, question I have for you coming off of this one, um, Rob, would you like to see this movie? Or would you like to see this version of the Joker again, or uh, did you just kind of like uh, the the yellow the end at the end, and then we kind of don't need to uh, ever see this guy, and it's just a uh, just a nice little standalone? What? How would you feel on that uh, one? I'm honestly, I'm in both camps. Yeah. I'm in one camp where it's just like, I'm thrilled if this is just a standalone because, mm-hmm. 
solely because the way that it ends mm -hmm. with the Joker clearly being in Arkham yeah. and being evaluated at that time or having whatever weekly, daily session, what have you, and then um, presumably Joker killed the psychologist the psychiatrist <laughs> because like as he walks away with blood on his feet where'd he get all that blood footprints. from man yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um with that was the whole thing that we saw then real or was yeah. that just a story that he was telling mm -hmm. oh I so think it like that this could have actually been a version mm -hmm. of a joker origin but yeah. not the version so it still leaves it open for this character could to still do other things or someone else to be Joker in whatever they do. Mm. So I very much like that because I, you had mentioned before um, many, many pods ago with, you know, do you want to see a Joker origin? And one of your arguments was why? Because of the whole mystery, uh, the mystery yeah. behind the Joker and all that. Mm -hmm. Well, that ending leaves it open that it's like, well, it's a version no different than uh, Heath Ledger going around constantly saying, do you want to know how I got these scars? Yeah. Constantly giving a different version of how that happened. Now, yeah. do I want to see Joaquin Phoenix play the Joker again? Yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. You did awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I would very much like to see that again. Yeah. But well, I yeah. don't want it to then ruin what we have already. Mm -hmm. yeah. So... I wouldn't just. I wouldn't be shut up and take my money. Yeah. Uh, as long as they do the right thing with the character and with whatever else they're doing, then sure, bring it back. But if not, leave it as a standalone. It was fantastic. Yeah, I certainly wouldn't be uh, clamoring for him and Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman to be in the same scene, right? And and I love Gal Gadot as as Wonder Woman, but I just I just don't know if it's something that we need going forward. I kind of just yeah. like this as a standalone, the big yellow uh, script of the end uh, at the end, kind of, which is yeah. always kind of a cheat when they do that in movies too. Although I kind of liked it in this one because like the, the the wacky yellow lettering kind of fit the image of the whole movie. Um, well, I actually I wondered it's like didn't we get did we get the flash of the title at the beginning of the movie as well? Yeah. He, yeah, and it was because yeah. usually it's yeah. one or the other. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just we, we, Joker, and yeah, at the end, Joker. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, it was uh, good. Uh, so, what about you, uh, Lee Fock? Would you want to see uh, Joaquin Phoenix again as the Joker? Yes, but the problem is, is that this um, origin story as well as it's put forward, does not actually lend itself to a realistic origin story for one glaring reason. The Joker is supposed to be this mysterious, basically, force of nature, right? Yeah. Like, he shows up and he's crazy, and yeah, yeah, you don't know what he... Like, he's, he's, a, he's Godzilla. He is a tornado. Mm -hmm. He is the hurricane. He is the flood. He is the, um, you know, unreasonable thing that you cannot possibly, you know, fathom. And then you bring forth this origin story, which has one glaring problem. He shot a guy on live TV mm -hmm. in the face. Yeah. So, and called himself the Joker. Mm -hmm. A guy is, is revealed to himself as the Joker on live TV and shoots someone in the face. Mm -hmm. When the Joker shows up as a supervillain, say 20 years later, why doesn't anyone fucking Google Joker and be like, oh, 
Remember that guy who fucking murdered a man on yeah. live TV? The most significant, you know, thing to ever happen on live TV ever. <laughs> yeah. Like that's this true. shit happened in the eighties. Um, yeah. When a guy, uh, he killed himself on mm-hmm. live TV and you can still find the videos, even though it was some, you know, small local broadcast or whatever, like this shit happened and it's still around. Like people know about it. Mm-hmm. So, Guess what? This particular story, because of that ending, doesn't actually lend itself to a realistic um, origin story when tying itself into the actual universe. Yeah. However, yeah, it's tough, wanna, to, uh, tough to slip this past the world's greatest detective twenty five years exactly. later, right? Like he, world's greatest like, detective does not yeah. figure out how to Google Joker yeah. gun. Oh, Arthur Fleck. Oh, let me bring up his old files from Arkham. Okay, mother sort of thing. Yeah, no, no. All right, I got it. <laughs> you know? Well, that's kind of why I bring up the ending. was on that show and just figure, yeah. you know. And so I understand how he can escape because the two guys are in critical condition. Oh, maybe they die. And then, you know, he slips under the radar and all this stuff. And then, yeah. but you've got to do a lot of stuff. Like, you've got to have the movie, like the, the studio that was you know, filmed in, that whole thing has to burn down mm-hmm. in order for this to stay, you know. Also, everyone has to, who's watching that has to miraculously forget about it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of what I was asking. That aside, all that aside, he did such a good job. Yeah. Oh, I would love to see him. You know, considering the last time we had a mainstream actual Joker mm-hmm. had damage tattooed across his forehead, um, yeah. I would... I, I, you know, I'd love to see Joaquin Phoenix do it again because he's he did such an amazing job, mm-hmm. and like do him, like have him as as an actual like, I, I would be really interested to see what he could do with an actual Joker like just completely off the rails. Uh, no, but it was like Rob was gonna say there that. Uh they may be able to slide the door open because uh, like I didn't think of this but Rob Rob's kind of right it could be you could perceive that this entire movie was just a figment of his imagination and it's just another thing that he's made up and was telling to that woman who was in the that that Arkham woman right like oh yeah, yeah right yeah. And, and, and that's what I was getting at with it. yeah I didn't say it explicitly what it was one of the thoughts that I had with it um because of the events that took place in the movie, and like you say, going on TV and shooting Buddy in the face, those are yeah. things that can be fact-checked. <laughs> mm-hmm. If yeah. you go tell somebody a BS story, okay, they could go turn around and check if you're telling the truth or not. However, you tell them that story and then kill them as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, now we just have to have the other parts of that it wasn't recorded, and if it was recorded, those tapes are destroyed and all this other stuff. But yeah, if if the whole thing was just a giant piece of fiction that he was telling, mm-hmm. then yeah, you know, that was yeah. a thing. We can yeah, do something completely different. Take. Yeah, that's a very interesting take. That, that and, was and actually... it leaves the door open for that mystery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was actually my same uh, rationalization for the first Hobbit movie. <laughs> was that the uh, that the, no seriously that what happened in the okay so the next two you know whatever I could not excuse but for the yeah. first one I was like you know what I I honestly don't think this is what happened this is what Bilbo is telling people what happened because it's a silly version of mm-hmm. you know the crap that went on and. 
honestly, I you know you know I I agree. I I would buy that if you know this is his just ridiculous ver you know uh, explanation of something, and then that buys into the whole Joker thing of well we don't know what happened at all. Maybe it's something completely different. Like yeah. maybe these are a bastardization of the events that actually happened, or maybe it's just completely out of the blue. Like, nothing at all, even remotely close to what actually happened. Yeah. I'll never forgive them for cutting the Down to Goblin Town song. <laughs> never. Poor decision. Poor decision was made there. Uh, <laughs> anything we want to add on the, anything we want to add on this Joker movie? Any, any stone that we feel we've left unturned? Uh, oh, uh, one thing I wanted to mention. Um... Getting a lot of buzz for the music, uh, on for the soundtrack on on this uh, the 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 score and a lot of the orchestra stuff. It was damn eerie. I, I give two through. thumbs up. The whole yeah. unsettling feel throughout the movie was yeah. top notch. Although I did think it was weird that when the Joker actually made his transformation, that they went to like the Jock Jams theme, which was like, I was like, what is happening right now? This like because like. They'd used original score pretty much the entire time, other than when people were actually singing, you know, like sending the clowns and stuff like that in the movie. And then all of a sudden he was getting ready and it was like, you know, we will rock you and stuff like that. Right? <laughs> it wasn't that song, obviously. It was friggin' hey, but I just thought that was like, and but the scene was great with him dancing down the stairs in the full makeup for the first time in the suit. But I, I was just like, that's an interesting choice. <laughs> it was the uh, yeah the weird jock jams, but yeah the music was eerie. Performances were great. Um, I do when, I do when, believe in my heart of hearts that the people who who are saying they didn't like this film decided a month ago that they weren't gonna like this film and, and yeah I I, I, I actually have, I have something to to lean into that. So um, the one movie that is so very similar to this in a lot of ways is mm-hmm. you were never really here. Yeah. So, have you seen it? Yeah. Okay, so You Were Never Really Here also stars Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. Is also about a crazy person, basically mm-hmm. going insane. Descending and, into madness, yes. Yeah, descending into, it, it, it descended into madness, like an art film, Descent into Madness, starring Joaquin Phoenix. So, so similar. I watched this uh, very recently, um, and yeah, I honestly didn't think it was very good. Yeah. Um, like... It was put together in a way that just made no sense, in a way that was like deliberately confusing, and it's just so weird that this movie, the you know you you were never really here, got such a you know rave reviews from all sorts of critics and stuff, whereas basically the same movie, but put together in a you know in a comic book world, is just slammed. And so, honestly, I just say, you know what? Just fucking, I don't know. Enjoy what you're watching. It's uh, mm-hmm. it's important that that people, you know, you can actually just look at things beyond whether or not they're in a comic book world, which is apparently what you know critics can't do because they're the same. They're such a similar movie, right? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. this movie, like, man, it if like. If it wasn't the Joker, I swear, like we we'd have been getting like like people would have been talking about all time performance by Joaquin Phoenix, right? Like if if he didn't, if it like wasn't the Joker that he turns into at the end, and then you removed all of the 
uh, the Bruce Wayne stuff or whatever, right? And, and instead of like Thomas Wayne, it was just Thomas Jones, right? Rich guy. Well, exactly. Town, like right? rena- rename the Wayne family and yeah. remove Crime Alley. Yeah. And I don't, other than the name Joker, yeah, I don't know him, what you have tied to that. Yeah, and if it's just like obviously, and you change Gotham, right? It's not Gotham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's New York, really, right? Like you just go, yeah, he's in, it he's is in New York. 19, <laughs> he's in 1980s New York, right? And it's just like, yeah. and this is a guy, and we're just watching him descend into madness, and they'd honestly be talking about, and if like if this movie instead of Joker was just called Sad Clown and was just a big ass like uh, Pagliacci kind of like modern day uh take on on the sad clown right it would be like, right 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 yeah yeah like that people would be like creaming in their jeans over this like the artists right would be would just be like oh my god walking phoenix in the in the, in the sad clown movie blah but it was it, it's it's it says dc comics at the beginning the movie's called joker gotham's in there thomas wayne they do crime alley bruce wayne is in the like there's a kid bruce wayne in the movie so it immediately becomes a comic book movie. So there were just these kind of snoots and people stood on uh, state. They, they stood their high horses mounted tall atop their ivory tower built atop Mount Pius and stood there and said, it declared for all that the Joker movie was not to be seen because it would turn you into an incel and whatnot. And it was just like, I, I saw a few people comparing it to like when, when critics slammed uh, Wolf of Wall Street. Um, because they said it was like glorifying, you know, like the life of a, a corrupt Wall Street, um, you know, jackass who stole mon- money from people in real life. And I'm like, yeah, well, the difference in that situation is people actually went to go see Wolf of Wall Street <laughs> before they formed this opinion. People did not go see the Joker. They just had this opinion in the back of their head. Um, it, like, what if you refilmed? Right. What like, if you refilmed the entire movie, but the, instead of uh, Joker masks, they're wearing Guy Fox masks? Exactly. Yeah. There's just a few, which apparently somebody uh, somebody did. I think at one point. At one point, somebody's wearing a V. I think in the subway scene when the cops are chasing him, uh, like a dude Ooh. in the background has like a has a V for Vendetta mask on there, so they slipped that in there as a reference for people who are paying attention. I definitely didn't catch that in the film, but some people did. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, I didn't that. catch that. Yeah, but you're right. Like, if, if, if he was wearing the Guy Fox uh, slash V for Vendetta type mask, it you know, it would it would just be, you know, whatever. It's just, I, I really think if this was just, like, modern-day sad clown, everybody would be talking about Joaquin Phoenix as a shoe-in for a, a, an Oscar, per, like an Oscar. But uh, who knows, because it, it, this is technically a comic book movie. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just, if you like it or hate it, I need, I need... I just please go see it. If you haven't go see it, like don't just not see it and then call it shit. I can't stress how much I hate that. Like I cannot stress how much I hate that. If your if your thing is because I was talking about BJ, Men- I was talking with BJ Mendelson over Twitter about this. Who's come on this podcast a couple of times to do like just wrestling podcasts and stuff with us. But he he was adamant about not seeing this film, but. You know, I, I, I had to DM him and be like, come on now, please tell me you're not one of those dudes who just thinks that, like, people are going to be turned into incels. And he's just like, no, I just don't like the Joker character. I just, I think, I, I don't like the, I don't like the, the, the fact that he doesn't have background and stuff. And I'm like, okay, I get that. Like, that's at least a, that's at least a reason. If you don't like the character and you want to bow out, sure. Yeah. But I, I'm like, but, like, don't not see it because it's like, well, Although, I want to go see it because of these like 
just Although, if it's because the character story. doesn't have background, it's like, but this is the origin yeah, story. It's, the origin <laughs> it's like, story, dude, right? here, this is the background. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a, he. He did. I just remember he just said he didn't like the character, and I'm like, fine. Oh, okay. And yeah, then, yeah, you that's don't fair. like the character, fine. I don't like Deadpool, so I didn't go see Deadpool, right? But I didn't like go around <laughs> a month. And look Deadpool. how much that hurt their bottom dollar. Exactly right. It didn't <laughs> hurt their bottom dollar at all. But I also didn't go on Twitter about a month before the uh, the thing saying that like. Oh, you know, this movie's going to be crap, and it's going to, you know, like, everybody's going to go out making fart jokes and dick jokes because they, they went to go see Deadpool, right? And it was just like, ah. I'm just like, I hate this character because it's all fart and dick jokes and shit, and I don't yeah, like Ryan we'd Reynolds. be making those jokes anyway. Yeah, and we'd be <laughs> making those jokes anyway, so, yeah, and it's just like... You know, I like 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 I said, I, I didn't like Deadpool, so I bowed out of Deadpool and didn't bother to go see it. But I didn't yuck anybody's yum as yeah. far as going to it, other than just me mocking that character because I don't think it's good. But whatever. Uh, anyway, final <laughs> final statement on uh, on on the uh, the crossover podcast is good film. <laughs> or Joker is Joker is a good film. I I, I really liked it and just. Also, did you, did you ever notice that Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker looks a lot like Phil from Modern Family? A little bit, yeah. There's some of the close-ups, yeah. right? Yeah, some of the close-ups. Yeah, a little bit. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, he's he's got a he's got the same What's crazy the plan, eyes. Phil? <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. It, it, if Phil goes crazy and becomes a serial killer, yeah. looks exactly like that. <laughs> What's the plan, Phil? So, so who is it going to be? Uh, oh God. Uh, Oh, I'm trying to remember Phil's name. So and so as the Joker. Modern Family. Ty Burrell. Ty Burrell, thank you. Yeah, Ty Burrell. Um, so good. Although Ty Burrell was in, uh, he's technically been in the MCU. He was in the, uh, uh, he was in the Ed Norton Incredible Hulk. Remember, he he uh, he was dating Betty Brant, uh, Liv Tyler. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. He was, he was dating <laughs> Liv Tyler, Betty Brant before. Uh, yeah, before, he's in uh, there. Yeah, he, so the MCU runs too deep, man. You know, like it's it's, it's everybody everybody's in there except for Jennifer Aniston. Hi oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good note uh. to go out on. That's a good note to go out on. All right, uh, crossover podcast available at the crossoverpodcast.com, facebook.com slash crossoverpodcast, and soundcloud.com slash crossoverpodcast. We are on iTunes. Please rate and subscribe. And as always, you do not have to listen, but please download the crossover podcast. Um, we're recording this on Monday, uh, 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 Thanksgiving Day up here in Canada, but we're probably I'm probably not going to release it until Thursday. So by the time you hear this, I uh, will have already put out the Week 7 podcast with uh, Craig and Bill. So the next time you hear the podcast after this one, uh, the next episode up will be Week 8 with uh, Craig and Bill and myself. Uh, after that, I think we won't be doing any comic book stuff. Uh, oh, actually, you know what? Um, are you guys getting Disney Plus? Please tell me you're getting Disney Plus. I have the internet. Fair. I, I second that. Fair, fair. All right, you, you got me. You got me. All right, you got me. Um, we definitely have to see that because um, the Mandalorian is coming out right, right on on the twelfth, and I if, I will want to discuss the Mandalorian with uh, at the very least the pair of you. Uh, 
I was gonna uh, say it's like, and you'll see me for the rise of Skywalker. <laughs> yeah, and we'll be, yeah, and we will definitely be. God, so but I guess I might be back sooner. <laughs> uh, yeah, I am so not looking forward to the rise of Skywalker. But uh, November 11th uh, or November 12th, they're dropping Disney Plus. Um, okay. A couple days after, uh, like after it crashes that day, the next day <laughs> I will sign up for Disney Plus. Standard uh, release day stuff. <laughs> yeah, and then we'll get into the we'll get into the Mandalorian or Mandalore or whatever it's called, and then we'll uh, we'll likely. I'm not sure if they're going to release it all in binge mode fashion or a week at a time. Either way, whatever they release, we'll talk about whatever they've got after we've seen it and uh, these because like I I can't remember last time I was actually excited for Star Wars content. It's like, I don't know, maybe Force Awakens, but Force Awakens quickly dispelled any of that like stuff once I saw it. Where I was just I'm like, excited for the Rise of Skywalker. I am cause... not excited at all. I, I just, I, I, I have my doubts about... Papa Palpatine uh, comes back! <laughs> oh, God. I have all Man, I'm my... fucking excited. I just like, I, I like liking things, so... Oh, yeah, know. I just, I'm not... I just I have my doubts about JJ being able to stick the landing. That's all. I'm still gonna go see it before <laughs> I, before I make any opinions on this movie. But I'll just say that money and I'll just say that my yeah they will get my they will get my twelve bucks, which I they really shouldn't. They really haven't earned my twelve bucks with the last few Star Wars movies that have that have or at least not this trilogy. Although I did like Last Jedi, but again I'm getting off on a tangent here. I already did the sign off. Anyway, we're gonna do Mandalore and then we'll wait to hear me descend into Joker madness. Sign up. Descending into movies. 18 minutes now. Yeah, vis-a-vis <laughs> the Star Wars movies uh, later on this month. Um, so yeah, so there there won't be um, uh, too much shortage of comic book stuff because we got a lot of Star Wars content coming up, and then after the Star Wars content, once we hit, once we hit the new year. Um, that's when we start getting, uh, like, Birds of Prey comes out quickly uh, uh, in 2020 and, and a few other comic book movies as well. Um, so, yeah, so stuff to look forward for. A lot of Star Wars con- content coming up on the other side of the podcast, though. But till then, you're always going to have me uh, talking football for the ne- uh, next few weeks, if, if that's your bag. So check that out. If not, just please come back for these ones. Um, Mike Leapock, Rob Kaufflesh, as always, great talking to you guys. Glad to be here. Thank you. Uh, And we'll talk to you next month for a little bit of Star Wars stuff. Take care, everybody, and we'll talk to you next time on the Crossover Podcast.